A Florida woman in prison is causing quite a stir as she ends up pregnant, but what? she's been in prison since 2022. Oh. So somebody's got some splaining to do. In Alabama, the crime spree continues at Bass Pro Shop. Oh, yeah. We're going to tell you all about that. And a Compton bakery targeted by a mob of 100 liters is up for discussion. Yeah. These stories and more coming at you today, Wednesday, January 10th, on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Woody, What's up? I think I got to give my cash out. I think we might as well get this over with and take the abuse <laughs> that, that we are going to take. Oh, Mike really does have <laughs> cash. <laughs> I do have cash. I think I'm going to turn. Can I turn uh, Alexander Hamilton into Jim Harbaugh, maybe with some glasses? <laughs> glasses. Some glasses here. That was a straight and, up beat. And uh, a bad hat. Although, bad I lost hat. the power last night. Hey, we hope all you lifers. Uh, stayed safe from all of the bad weather, and I know it's all the way going all the way to North Carolina and shows bad times. Lost power about nine o'clock and got about about four o'clock this morning. Fast pay, fast pass. Yes, yes, congratulations. Jesus, did I get my ass handed to me last night? Looks I? just like Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> a lot of people never don't mention that, but Alexander Hamilton and Harbaugh will redo it for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. Can you guys um, bow your heads? Yep. Take my hat Put off. Heads pray. bowed. Yeah. Going to do a little moment of silence. I'm ready. Thank you. Right. That was for Cindy Morgan. Oh, yeah. Cindy Morgan. Caddyshack. Better known as Lacey Underalls. Oh. Okay. Caddyshack. <laughs> Lacey Underalls passed away. Yeah. Really? At the tender age of 69. I'm sorry to hear that. Some would, might have bet that she would have passed away at 69. Yeah. But, but Lacey, always, uh, always, always loved. She was Judge Schmales' uh, niece. Mm, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember distinctly. Chevy got a little bit of that, mm, right? Yes, he did. And the kid. The kid and, and, got And he's talking about, uh, uh, I love going to bullfights on acid. <laughs> That's the scene with it. Right before he... He's such a dork now, but he was so cool in that. I mean, he had a couple of movies where he, that and Fletch. I mean, okay, that's a career. Just do that movie and Fletch. And you know who else we lost? Mm. Very bummed about this one. Hutch. Starsky lost Hutch. Really? David Soule. I used to love that car. The red mic. Grand Torino. Yeah, it was a Grand Torino. Red had the white stripes on it. It's a badass car. Probably. Rest in peace, you guys. Yep. That was some good original crime fighters. And let's get down to yes, some were. true crime time for Wednesday. Hump day. All right. A woman who has been in a Florida County jail since 2022 is pregnant. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. It's not hard to put them dots hmm. together I don't there. Think they have artificial insemination. Well, there. we're going to get into it. Daisy Link. 28, called her family on Christmas Day to say she was almost four months pregnant. Oh, Lord. Link is being held at the Turner Knight Correctional Center in Miami-Dade on a charge of second-degree murder. She is also charged with battery by detainee on a visitor or other detainee. Her case has not gone to trial yet, but Link's criminal defense attorney, uh, said that the second-degree murder charge stems from a domestic violence incident in which Link fired a single shot while attempting to protect herself from an abusive partner. She sa- she shared photos of Link with blood on her shoulders and head that were the result of abuse that Link had endured days before she fired that weapon in June of 2022. The attorney had been trying to get Link released on house arrest, especially now that she's pregnant. She says she doesn't know how she got pregnant. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can. <laughs> yeah. let, me, let me help you with that. You may need a new attorney if she can't yeah. figure that one Immaculate out. Immaculate conception. Yeah. Right. The allegations right now are that uh, that it's another inmate. <laughs> the county jail houses male and female inmates separated by floor. I guess they noted that so people wouldn't think it was a Maybe they drilled a hole in the floor and made it a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> Reports God. were published. And get this. This is where it gets interesting. Reports were published. That suggested the pregnancy may have been the result of a male inmate passing semen through an air-conditioned vent. (laughs) I'm not sure how that works. I don't think that. I don't know if that trick's going to work. Super swimmers. Yeah. (laughs) 
And her attorney did confirm that she doesn't believe that story either. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> She's got a sharp attorney, yeah, it seems. Link, Link said she had been trying to tell jail officials about her pregnancy earlier. They laughed at her. They told her, you've been here for two years. Who are you going to be pregnant by? Aliens? Mm-hmm. Her attorney said they mm-hmm. were mocking well, her. That's a possibility. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a possibility. Right. Miami-Dade Corrections said it's seen no evidence that the pregnancy was a result of a sexual assault. Nobody should come out of out pregnant in jail. This is really ridiculous, her attorney said. We're just worried about Daisy and her well-being, her safety, and the safety of her unborn child. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, they're investigating that. Yeah, they're going to find something. Trying like to that. figure out who, and it could have been, you know, a CO, or it could have been another yeah, inmate. That's right. It, you know? Well, the taxpayers are Somebody pay, did it. Taxpayers are going to take that, that one, air conditioning right? unit apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put the blue light Put the on. Blue light on. Might as well, well rip the, the, well the plumbing up too. Yeah, they could have right. used the the plumbing. Then maybe she called it from a toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they tried to Jeez. say the air conditioning passing. Uh, I love that. Well, that's that's crazy. Idea. That's a good one. Uh-huh. All right. So last week I told y'all about what, you know, one of my favorite hangouts, Bass Pro Shops, and and I just go to them just because. I just like being there. It's yeah, this kind of happy place. Look, it's for a me. tourist spot, right? And and those parking lots are. are always full of cars. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. And so, but the crime spree continues at the Bass Pro Shops. And there's still a man on the loose running around with a 50 pound tarpon somewhere, which I told y'all about last week. Yeah. Now an Alabama man has joined in on the fun. This time, rather than netting the fish, the man decided. To become a fish. A Starrett, <laughs> Alabama man has been arrested after he ran a car into a pole outside the Leeds Bass Pro Shop. He then took his clothes off and ran inside the store where he jumped into the indoor pond. Right? Oh my. So um, this all happened on Thursday night. And the police chief said they responded to the Bass Pro Shop and just before 9 p.m. And his name's Erwin. He said the 42-year-old man had intentionally struck a pole in the parking lot with his family in the car. He then ran inside, took off his clothes, and jumped into the Bass Pro Shop pond. Witnesses said he shouted, Cannonball! As he made his leap. (laughs) (laughs) It's very unfortunate that people like this aren't receiving the treatment they need. The chief said the man, <laughs> the, the man who has since been identified as George Owens was taken into custody and is charged with public lewdness, disorderly conduct, assault in the second degree, resistant arrest, two counts of reckless endangerment, and two counts of criminal mischief. Now, the Real Life Real Crime Daily I team was on location when this happened and is reporting that the water in the Bass Pro Shops Aquarium must be. Very cold. <laughs> no, I mean, George. very, very cold. Something Mr. Owens might have considered before his performance. Because if you look at the video, you can't see a penis. Oh. And I mean, it's, it's like a vanilla wafer. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. And, but anyway, he, so, his ass locked up. In probably the not the state. crime he should have committed. Yeah. I mean, now but, Jim yeah. did it. Yeah. <laughs> How to raise a water level. They would have had two problems, the <laughs> man in the pool and who's going to catch the snake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. There's an electric eel in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These two incidents have got to have given tens of millions of uh, impressions across social media for Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Do they, you think nah, you think anybody's... I don't think it's anybody's behind it. I mean, he crashed into a pole with his family in a car. And yeah. All but I, I well, it could just become... I, it could just become... A TikTok thing. Yeah, so I was, uh, when I first saw it, I, th- I thought, mm, it's going to be a copycat because he wants to get TikTok stuff. But evidently, he had some issues. Uh, you crash into a bowl with your family in a car and just run inside. Yeah, the, the, the pole thing, yeah. Um, but I saw the other day, uh, I couldn't believe how many, uh, how quickly this stuff goes viral. But somebody started this thing on TikTok where you just show up at your grandparents' house for a sleepover. Really? Just like to, you know, so particularly older kids who yeah. used to sleep at grandma's right. but haven't done it in like 10 years yeah. or whatever. The cousins all get together, just show up and knock on grandma's really? door and have a sleepover. Yeah. And these oh, grandparents my, my are thrilled. I mean, they're, yeah. the smiles, the cries, yeah. Yeah, everything. It's really it's touching. A good, it's a good idea. But they just rack 
up the views yeah. on these videos. Yeah. And from a marketing perspective, if you're working for a company like that, right. uh, I mean, it's earned media. It's free. Right. Uh, uh, you know, be the next person to come up with a good bass pro shops yeah. bit. I, hey. I, I've been thinking that we need our own version of Baba Booey to put out to our fans and give them to start video and sell <laughs> golf tournaments. Here, I got one. I got one we could do. All right. Okay. So I put on a deer costume. Okay. Right, yeah, and come by my house. You I put on, I put on a deer costume. <laughs> Process like and seven I run, I run into the Bass Pro Shops in my deer costume, and you come in in all your hunter's gear yeah. behind me, right? And you know, and give me a some kind of arrow in the butt or something that's not going to hurt that bad. But that would get. <laughs> if I shoot you, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how not to kill. He's a compound bow arrow in the butt. <laughs> Go right through. We'll get you one with the suction on the arrow, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it would be funnier if, if he just ran in there and then we were like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and goes go in there and after yeah, just we just leave. Him. Oh, you just left, left me running around like a deer in the pro That's funny. Yeah, shooting me would be better, but. All right, we'll have to work on that. Yeah. I think well, we you know, a, they they have the Stanley Cup thing going on right now, which I think is a genius marketing move with these pink cups that Stanley – what do you look at me? You're not familiar? I've seen that. Oh, bruh. At first I thought it was hockey because it's Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, no. Stanley has, has – uh, Come up with this genius marketing plan where so they are like going after Stanley female the Stanley the the, the uh, thermos company. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So I saw someone yeah. on Facebook. Somebody said seven hundred and fifty million dollars in pink thermoses. Really? Yes, sir. Huh? Yeah. I used to have one of those. Going after that female audience. That's that's, that's what they're doing. Genius. Yeah, but the the thing is now they're selling for like triple the price and, right. and quadruple the price, and everybody's taking pictures as they as I they might, buy one. I might still have so they're somewhere. they're viral everywhere, yeah. and this is so Stanley sitting back, you know, and they're counting dollars. Shit, my shit's like yeah. this one stupid idea, old. you know, it's like our so, egg thing or the yeah. Uh, yeah. the ice bucket uh, deal a few years ago. Right. Okay, all right, guys. We've never had an intervention on the show, but we're going to have one right now. And this applies to both of you guys, but perhaps a bit more to Mr. Overton. Mm, must be alcohol. Well, you know, neither of you guys are 25 anymore, and sometimes you need to take a break away from the alcohol. Oh, Lord. So I want to talk to you about a healthy alternative to alcohol that can be just the right fix after a stressful day. You know, Woody, like a day after 10 crazies from Wisconsin come into town to kill a thousand wild boars and you idiots end up killing a thousand shiner box at the same time. That's going to happen. <laughs> well, I know it is. And so I want to tell you about a product called recess mood. Mm. Think about it. Even the name sounds relaxing. Recess mood is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. Now, while Jim is looking up the meaning of adaptogens, I'll continue on. Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C. That's takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C. You can enjoy Recess Mood after a busy day or whatever you need to relax and unwind. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. Mm. Those sound yummy. Yeah. It's only got 20 calories, doesn't have any sugar in it. So I don't know if you've ever had guilt, Woody, but if you do, Recess Mood could help you get rid of it. Guilt, but I've had the pain of not having a recess. Okay, well, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C and get 15% off a Recess Mood sampler pack. It's your go-to alcohol replacement. Let's go to the city of Compton. 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 Home of Straight out of Compton. Home of many. Yeah. Many great talents. A mob of over 100 looters purposely crashed a Kia into a small bakery in Compton, California, and ransacked the store last week. The thieves had gathered in the area for an illegal street takeover around 3 a.m. on Tuesday, January 2nd. Um, as that was wrapping up, they uh, made a mile-long trek to Ruben's Bakery and Mexican Food. Really? It's 
It's an interesting combo, the Reuben's Bakery and Mexico food. When they got to the locked store, a white Kia backed through the front doors of the business, clearing an entryway for the crowd to grab the loot. Security footage captured the chaotic scene in the store as the mob filled their arms and pockets with as much as they could before the store was virtually emptied. The majority of the looters wore masks to conceal their identities. Police received two calls about a car on fire and a street takeover outside the bakery just before the looting began. Residents of the neighborhood say they don't feel safe while the crime continues in the Southern California city. Local politicians are looking to push back on the frequency of illegal street takeovers following the looters' path of destruction at the bakery. Uh, ensuring the safety of businesses and residents in our city is our top priority, Compton uh, Mayor Emma Sharif said at a city council meeting on Tuesday night, just, just hours after the, the bakery break-in. During the meeting, Sharif urged the city council members to sign an ordinance that would increase citations for those involved in street takeovers. We need to vote on this so that we can actually start implementing the changes that have been made in the policy. But not everyone is happy with the government's response, with many residents frustrated by the lack of action. They've been out there uh, running amok, tearing our streets up. One frustrated uh, resident said, it's just like, when is this stuff going to stop? So sick and tired of hearing this crap every single day, another cried during the public comment section. The takeovers have been a problem across L.A. for the past few years, with city and county officials trying different methods to thwart the gatherings. Um, but they've been unsuccessful. Ruben Ramirez Jr., who is uh, the son of the owners of Ruben's Bakery, he said his parents opened the store nearly 50 years ago, uh, 48 to be exact. And to almost lose it because of this violence that's going on right now is crazy. They were forced to close the store for several days, um, but – the, and the looters caused over $70,000 worth of damage, but a GoFundMe right, right, raised right. almost $80,000 and the, allowed the, the family I only have one problem to keep the store with going. the story. Why a bakery? I mean, how much money can you get out of a bakery? I know. That's, I mean, I'd go for the tortillas uh, made of fresh miles or whatever, but it's a bakery, dude. You're getting cupcakes and brownies and shit. Well, so it's, I think it's not it's, like you're breaking it's into a, a, it's got a, Rolex a, a definite Latino lean to the bakery, so it's uh, it's got a lot more stuff there than just those kind of yeah, things. But it's all worth a couple dollars a piece. It's not like you're stealing Rolex. Well, seventy thousand dollars. Oh, plus they stole equipment. They stole cash register, uh, and, uh, okay. stuff out of the business. Still office. Still not my first choice of place to run. Anyway, street takeover shit. Maybe they're starting to I'm going to for run like an of, electronics place. If I'm, I'm going for a, a firearm store. Oh, yeah. Get all the guns? Yeah, good so, point. Good shit. Probably no federal I don't know how many later. of those are left in L.A. Yeah. Well, they can go to Bass Pro and do it. That's it? Bass Pro's got all kinds of guns. You know, the closest Bass Pro to L.A. is probably a yeah, 100 it's miles, probably not 100 a lot of miles hunting, away. Not a lot of hunting and fishing in LA. You got to go towards San Bernardino or, or up toward the mountains. I don't know. Poor Compton. Even Walmart. I mean, anything. Yep. Anything's better than bread. I mean, I love bread. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it either. A Tennessee man is accused of fatally hitting his wife in the head with a hammer and burying her body the next day. There you have it. So we're going to bring you some, you know, some Should've got a divorce. deep crime right now. Yeah. And look, we've talked a lot about these older gentlemen and these yeah. older ladies killing each other at, at the never, twilight of their life. Right. Well, this is such a 70 year old man is in custody on suspicion of fat fatally striking his 76 year old wife in the head with a hammer in their Nashville home and then burying her body on one of their properties in another county. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation issued a silver alert for Jackie Glenn, who was last seen January 1st. She reportedly suffered from a medical condition that impaired her ability to return safely without assistance. In an update, the Tennessee Bureau announced Glenn was dead in Smithville. Uh, the victim's husband, Joseph Glenn, killed his wife in Nashville on January 1st and then drove her body to another county the next day where he buried her remains. Officials found the victim's body buried in a hole on their property, 
and they located her car nearby. The victim's body was reportedly deep down inside a plastic cargo box with roofing shingles and dirt layered on top. During the interview with police, Joseph Glenn confessed to the fatal attack. And here's where it gets kind of, you know, red flaggy. Uh, the suspect reportedly hired a contractor to dig the burial hole weeks before his wife's death. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> he, he wasn't digging it himself. Hard it is to dig a hole? Shit. So on December 16th, Glenn told the contractor the large hole was intended as a burn pit. After his wife's death, the suspect tossed the hammer he uh, used to kill her into uh, a community center lake. Glenn also sold some of the victim's possessions and tried to sell their uh, DeKalb County property. But the real estate agent he tried to contact was out of town. So he's doing all this within like days of her missing. Uh, More red flags. Glenn told his wife's children she was terminally ill and planned to leave him. However, the victim's medical provider said that was not true. On January 6th, police arrested Glenn on on charges of criminal homicide, abuse of a corpse, and tampering with evidence. And he is in jail on over a million dollar bond. There you have it. Hey, shout out to my... 70 years old. Shout out to my homies in the TBI. You know you are. Love y'all. Uh, good, good bunch of people. I don't, I don't, you know, seventy years old. Seventy years old, and and sad, you know, with a hammer, man. Well, one thing about all these cases with old people is they all get caught because yeah, right? they're not that swift. Yeah, they I mean, don't cover just, their tracks too well. They don't hire the contractor to dig the grave. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm calling my real estate agent, burying her on his property. property. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's you know. When I said it's hard to dig a hole, I mean a hole big enough to put a body in. You, I mean, you, it's just hard. I'm not going to tell you that I ever Especially did Especially when the ground's I'm hard that, and yeah. the ground would be hard there in mid-December. Right, it might have rocks and shit in it. So I'm sure I had to bring in an excavator or something and dig this big old hole. Like, yeah. Are you really putting For a burn in a burn pit. pit? Yeah, are you really putting in a burn pit, homie? I doubt it. So. I feel burn pits above ground, typically. Right. I mean, not below it. Strange. Yeah. Let me bring you back to the great state of Louisiana, right? And the yeah. Louisiana high school teacher. Pelican State. The Pelican State, the, the sportsman's paradise. Sportsman's paradise. A Louisiana high school teacher is accused of sexually abusing a 15-year-old boy and inappropriately uh, touching him in her car with her baby in the back seat. Jeez. Tatum Hatch, 32, told the boy she wanted to be the first person to have sex with him. Hatch of West Monroe was arrested and charged with computer-aided solicitation of a minor. The teacher's alleged actions came to light in December when the West Monroe Police Department contacted the Wichita. Say it for me, Joe. Wichita. Wichita Parish Sheriff's Office about Wichita. I'm Wichita. sorry. Parish Sheriff's Office about a student who came forward about Hatch. The boy's father said that his son confided in him about a sexual relationship with Hatch, saying it had gone on for the past year and a half so he's like 13 and a half when it started the boy's father had proof of the relationship from sexually explicit instagram messages that were screen recorded according to court documents hatch allegedly wanted the boy to sneak into her bedroom window saying she believed it was safer for him to come to her house rather than meeting at his house you think Um, when the boy told her he felt scared she said she was worried that he would find someone else to be the first person he had sex with. Yes. On December 16, 2023, police interviewed Hatch, who admitted that she spoke to the boy on Instagram Messenger. The day before, Hatch was placed on admin leave from her job at West Monroe High School, um, and she resigned her position. She is scheduled to return to court on Friday. Now, I saw the picture of this genius um no excuse she wanted to be his first yeah no excuse. sentimental she already had a baby in the car i mean, mm-hmm. I mean well he wanted her to be his first too but that wasn't yeah. really possible I means you know it's right people it's always right Disgusting. you're right and and people say oh well when i was a boy you know i wanted to do my teachers and all that shit and i get that but it's still right. Not at 13. Not, you don't want to do your teachers at 13. I mean, mm, swim good. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to maybe think about it, but I, I think you I hope my teachers little... aren't listening. 
But, but this is right. <laughs> this is right. There's a difference between putting them in the spank bank and, yeah. and, and having sex. With yes. The, uh, and I don't know. It's crazy. Right? Disgusting. Yeah. Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her up, lock her up. Either you guys remember the book or the movie Gone Girl? Yeah. Yeah. I, read, I actually read the, uh, read the book. Well, the movie yeah. features oh, Jim's favorite actor, Ben Affleck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not my favorite actor. <laughs> you told me he was. <laughs> yeah. And, not ben and your favorite Hollywood couple, Benifer. Isn't that what they call it? I do like Jennifer Lopez. I love Jennifer Lopez. Well, uh, Ben plays the husband, um, and he becomes the prime suspect in the disappearance of his wife. And then a moral panic is stoked by the media and police pressure. And the story becomes, you know, like a top tabloid story, um, as everyone assumes that Affleck's character has killed his wife until she returns home, saying she had been kidnapped and escaped only after murdering the man who had held her captive. Well— Spoiler alert, the wife who's played by Britt Rosamund Pike, former Bond girl Rosamund Pike, the very lovely Rosamund Pike, staged the entire ordeal and she gets away with it in the movie. The movie came out in 2014. And so just one year later in 2015, a couple in Vallejo, California became known as the Gone Girl hoaxers when the girlfriend was supposedly abducted from their home. Denise Huskins and Aaron Quinn became known as the Gone Girl hoaxer couple after she was abducted from their home in Vallejo, California. For two days, the then 29-year-old Huskins was drugged and raped by her abductor in a remote house before eventually being released in an alley next to her parents' home. The investigators in the case did not believe the far-fetched story Quinn and Huskins and Huskins told. The story... Uh, uh, started with a 911 call from Quinn saying, my girlfriend Denise got kidnapped last night. The operator immediately asks him why he did not call when last it happened. Yeah. And he said, I was tied up. The couple who were both physiotherapists had been asleep in bed at the time of the intrusion. Quinn explained the shocking series of events to investigators. I wake up. There's a bright light blinding us. A taser goes off and I see my uh, – I see the uh, – uh, a guy wearing a wetsuit. They uh, asked Denise to tie my hands behind my back. The perpetrator brandished a gun before uh, uh, playing a pre-recorded message that made it seem as if there was more than one kidnapper there. The terrified pair were then drugged and blindfolded with blacked out goggles before Huskins was bundled into a car trunk and driven nearly 500 miles away. If he's blacked out, how does he know she's bundled into a car trunk? Because we're now... This is 2023. We're now telling this yeah, story. Okay. Police arrived at the scene to find blood spattered throughout the house. Sp- spatter. Spattered. S-P-A-T-T-E-R. Yeah, spattered. Okay. <laughs> you good? I did. You taught me. I said spattered. Oh, you're right. They make mistakes in all kinds of uh, police shows on TV. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. noticed. Um, uh, so blood was spattered throughout the house, zip ties, toy guns, and even a blow-up doll, whatever the hell the blow-up. Questions began to swirl about who could be behind Huskins' disappearance, and suspicion immediately fell on Quinn, the boyfriend. Police became aware of a recent argument between the couple, um, and that just heightened these suspicions more. Uh, The police focused solely on Quinn. They interrogated Quinn intensely to try to get him to confess. In the meantime, someone was demanding $15,000 in ransom for Huskins' safe return. Two days later, her captor inexplicably dropped her off in an alley outside of her parents' home. But Huskins' release only made observers more suspicious. Many said that it was proof that the couple had lied and they were inundated with comments on social media from trolls who believed the entire thing was a hoax. Even the Vallejo police lieutenant, Kenny Park, said as much in a press conference after Huskins uh, resurfaced. Quote, we were not able to substantiate any of the things that he was saying. If anything, it is Mr. Quinn and Ms. Huskins that owe this community an apology, mm-hmm. he said. The news coverage was heavily skeptical with commentators saying things like, I've never heard of a case where the kidnappers drop off their victim at the front door of the house. The case, however, took another shocking turn when a guy by the name of Matthew Muller, age 41, who was a disbarred lawyer, turned himself into police months later. He pleaded guilty to the crime and revealed that he had been watching the couple in their home with drones for several months. Huskins testified in court that Mueller had treated her like an animal 
and raped her, explaining, you flopped me around the bed like a rag doll. She said of the harrowing assault, I told myself no matter what he does, I'm not going to beg and scream. If it's the last moments that I'm going to be living, I'm just going to stay calm and be grateful for the life I had. Muller, who's a former Marine, told prosecutors that he suffered from bipolar disorder and was medicated when he abducted Huskins. He pleaded guilty to federal kidnapping charges and was sentenced to 40 years in prison. So, okay, so, so it's a legit deal. So it's a legit deal. The couple ended up suing the police oh, department oh, and getting two and a half million dollars. Yeah. And this is all very timely because Netflix on January 17th premieres American Nightmare, which is the story of Huskins and Quinn yeah. and this incident and that how is, it went down. So crazy. that's January 17th. Dude is watching with Netflix. drones. How's that even work? Fly them over and. Well, I mean, maybe the curtains were open. Keeping like up with their comings and goings. I, I, the, uh, that would suck. Hey, that would really gosh. sucks for the cops. I mean, because yeah. like, my whole time I was like, bullshit meters through the roof. But yep. then uh, I would interrogate the fuck out of them. And whew, I don't know. That's crazy. Crazy January seventeenth, Netflix. And then she American would, yeah, I don't know how they did. They can't then send her for a sane kit, a, a sexual assault. Uh, examination and find out she, that she was raped and shit, you know? So they really dropped the ball. I mean, they, you could and tell. And Vallejo's not, Vallejo is uh, sort of like between San Francisco and Napa. Yeah. It's not a, like, you know, rural, uh, right. I mean, you would think they would have sophisticated law yeah. enforcement there. Uh-huh. I think they were just so sure that, bad, they, that this was bad a Bad case of television, they, yeah. Bad case. Mile high crime time. Mile high time, y'all. And look, we've had we've had a mile high situation going on uh, for the past several days, and uh, I'm sure everybody's familiar with the Alaskan Airlines plane that the door had blown off mid-flight. So I, saw, I didn't wasn't aware of that, but I saw some dude uh, said he found an, uh, yeah yeah phone. they found a phone they found. Uh, uh, they actually found the door. A, a door, the door, yeah, itself. And we're gonna we're gonna c- kind of tell you uh, tell you all about this case. And speaking of finding missing parts, the missing part of an Alaska Airlines aircraft that blew off mid-flight has been found in the backyard in Portland. Huh. A Portland school teacher named Bob reached out to the agency after he found a missing Boeing seven thirty seven fuselage door plug in his yard. Huh. That's something. Yeah, you go out there to pick right. up limbs. And you, yeah, there, there's a jet, <laughs> what's this freaking plane yeah, door yeah, doing, right? right? Uh, federal investigators have been searching for the door plug since it blew off an Alaskan Airlines aircraft after taking off uh, from Portland on Friday, leading to the nationwide grounding of certain Boeing 737 aircraft and a slew of flight cancellations. The agency had asked for the public's help finding the part and had plans of possibly using a helicopter or drones Mm. to continue searching for it Sunday. Uh, They had explained locating the missing part would provide key clues to why it had separated from the aircraft. Federal investigators earlier had released the first image from inside the aircraft that was left with a refrigerator-sized hole mid-flight. And it shows a headrest torn from a nearby seat and oxygen mask still hanging from the plane's ceiling. No passengers during the flight were seated directly next to the section of the plane that blew off. That is just sheer luck. coincidence luck. and luck. Yeah, you, you remember a couple of years ago when the um, like a window blew out or something, that woman got sucked out. The, yeah, uh, and it's like half in and half out. I mean, well, I the whole door flying out. off. Yeah, they, they definitely would have been. They must all still been seat belted in or something. Right. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the the uh, one of the reports was saying they were still, you know, gaining altitude, so yeah. they weren't at cruising right. level, so and so nobody. the buckle your seatbelt sign was on. Nobody was walking. They around. got it. Nobody was going to the shitter. That's that's <laughs> exactly right. The refrigerator sized hole that suddenly opened up in the aircraft carrying 177 people wow. from Portland, Oregon. So it was pretty full. So yeah. surprising those seats happen to be empty. Right. It sent panic throughout the plane as the cabin depressurized, oxygen mass descended, oh, and passengers sense. screamed and texted their goodbyes to family. The plane landed safely with no serious injury. Shout out to that airline right. pilot. 
Uh, the ordeal resulted in a, in the FAA's decision to they basically just grounded right. certain Boeing seven thirty seven Max nine aircraft until they were completely uh, inspected and you know for those door issues. Alaska Airlines said Saturday night that emergency inspections of its fleet of Boeing planes will take more time. So this is causing uh, you know a major issue with travel, obviously. Now, let me tell you, with a, and this is coming from passengers who were on the plane kind of describing these accounts, uh, the plane had taken off. It had reached 16,000 feet, and then the plane was airborne for only about 20 minutes when a boom, the fuselage plug, which looks like the typical interior of commercial jet uh, from inside the airplane, blew off the plane, sucking items out of the aircraft. Uh, some planes have attentional openings that can be covered with a plug or an emergency door, depending on the seating configuration. Miraculously, no one was sitting in 26A and 26B. That's that's, that's that's the first seat I get for the extra leg room. Yeah, well, the two planes seats right next to the plug door, which blew off, and, uh, and there were no passengers sitting there. The force of the depressurization of the passenger cabin ripped headrests and cushions what? completely off. Clothes were also scattered throughout mm-hmm. the area. Seat assemblies were twisted, oxygen masks dangling, and there was a piece of clothing caught up in the hole by the missing door plug. Uh. What prevented a more disastrous income was that it happened before the plane reached cruising altitude, right. as we said. So, you know, nobody's walking around at that point. Uh, passenger Nick Hosh described the boom before the plane jolted. He said he was sitting in his seat and the oxygen mass fell and everybody basically started freaking Screaming. out. Uh, there were people much closer who I spoke to who lost AirPods out of their ears, wow. he said. So, uh, miraculously, there were very few injuries, just a yeah. few scrapes, uh, if yeah, nothing else. Shit. But, wow, can you imagine? Yeah, dude. Uh-uh. I was on it. Uh, That's about as close to di- coming to dying without dying. Playing one time, and I got hit by lightning, and mm-hmm. I, I thought we were going to die. That's freaky, yeah. And, and, and I can't imagine the whole door. Well, I couldn't the, either. The thing that I didn't understand is this actually wasn't a door. It was a so it, to the passengers in the plane, it doesn't appear as a door. Uh, it's completely uh, uh, convertible, so that if they decide to go with a different seating configuration on the uh, plane, they can do some retro work to turn that around. into a door. Okay. So basically, it's like a plug. Basically, it's a it's plugged yeah. up yeah. and appears as just a, a, a regular window when it was actually. Is a door. Um, That's crazy. And so the other thing I didn't realize is that uh, that Boeing, who makes this aircraft, and by the way, this is a brand new plane just yeah. delivered wow. this summer. Somebody forgot uh, to tighten them. Brand up. new plane. Yeah. Is that uh, Boeing manufactures the airframe, and there are hundreds of vendors providing product that right. goes into the finished aircraft. Yeah. And so there are all kinds of uh, uh, of different vendors that could have delivered something defective, right? Um, and so now they've got a they've got to ground this entire fleet. It's like 120 planes. That's crazy. Um, until they can they can figure out what the defect is. Uh, but thank God it didn't happen because if it did, 177 souls would be dead. I mean, they'd all yeah. yeah it's a, I mean it's it's serious. <laughs> I could not imagine being on a plane and uh, be freaking a piece of the plane fly out. Uh, and and uh, again, shout out to yeah, that pilot yeah. who apparently did not panic and just right. You know, he went into into his mode and his zone and landed that plane regardless. Crazy, because that was I'm sure a lot of panic. So uh, that is your mile high crime today. We go again. Kinky, Kinky crimes for hump day. Now, y'all, we've been talking about this a lot lately. Women cutting off men's junk. Uh, Every time uh, we turn uh, around, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But this one was in this North becoming Car- a habit in North Carolina. A 56-year-old North Carolina woman was arrested this week after being accused of tying up her husband mm-hmm. and then 
cutting off his penis. Mm. Tying him up yep. first. Right? Victoria, him, maybe it was a little role play. Might have been a little kinky game right? going on. Until the knife came out. Victoria Frabutt, no pun intended, <laughs> F-R-A-B-U-T-T. Victoria Frabutt was Frabutt was detained on Tuesday morning by officers from the um, whatever county sheriff's office. Officers responded to the woman's home shortly after 4 a.m. after the victim, James Frawbutt, reported that he had been assaulted. The husband told police his wife had restrained him before pulling out a knife. Let me, <laughs> let me stop right here. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not letting anybody restrain me. Yeah, ass, unless... Right? You're playing a kinky game. No, 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 no. I ain't even playing that kinky game. Oh, oh. Daddy you're got, doing the restraint. Daddy got to have some control. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got you. I'm afraid that somebody's going to do something, right? So anyway. You're in control of the red room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Safety words be damn on that. Here we go. So the husband told his wife had restrained him before pulling out a knife. Investigators said the man's penis was severed. That makes, Good. makes me cringe. Nine. But the motive for the alleged castration remains unclear. But the department's probe, no pun intended, no pun intended, is ongoing. Deputies were able to recover the dismembered penis. It was immediately put on ice and transported to medical personnel. The victim, who is 61 years old, was, I don't even know why they put this in these articles. He was taken to the hospital. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. When, yeah. when your dick is chopped <laughs> off, you need to go to the hospital? Might have been the same dude that was at Bass Purchase. Yeah, right? Yeah, maybe so. They couldn't, couldn't miss it. That, I don't man, know. What's going on with these oh, penis choppings? I don't know, boy. You know, Lorraine hey, and Bob, it went like two years ever hear about a vagina chopping. Yeah. Right? I mean, no man chopping off a vagina. No. No. It, it's concerning because this is becoming a trend. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a trend. I don't want to be a it's part becoming of a way to solve problems. It yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah, for this yeah. coming for, way to go. You to might jail. want to go with the Woody rule of these there. Ladies. And, uh, yeah. you know, unless sure. you have a thousand percent trust in that person mm, tying you yeah. up. And sometimes that doesn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> that's your kinky cries for Wednesday. Wow. Man, they got to come up with another solution. Yeah, right. Solve those Just problems. Don't cut it off. God, can't imagine. All right. I've been waiting here some banjos all week long. Here they are. A little Scandinavian flair to those banjos. Are you, are you allowed Scandinavian? What? Uh, is he allowed Scandinavia? It's a dumb criminal I don't story. Know, I don't know if we ever. I guess we could. Look, yeah, but we'll, we'll look, give this, you a pass. This, this, this story you're going to want me to tell. Okay. I can't believe this freaking story. And this is. This is. Well, they may be beautiful, but. Tough people. Uh, but Vikings. their laws are fucking stupid. Uh. <laughs> Let's go to a country that I thought had very little crime Norway. Perhaps it's not that they have little crime, and it's more that they do little about the crime they do have, based upon this story. Convicted Norwegian mass murderer Anders Breivik is set to appear in court this week. It was Breivik's second attempt to sue the Norwegian state for allegedly breaching his human rights. Here's a little dossier on Breivik. In July of 2011... Breivik killed eight people in a bomb attack in Oslo before mm. heading to a youth camp dressed this. as a police officer where he stalked and gunned down 69 yes. people, yes. mostly teenagers. Mm. The guy's got quick math, uh, eight and 69. He's got 77 kills, this guy. 77 DBs. The following year, Breivik was handed the maximum sentence— of 21 years. Oh, my God. What? With a clause, a clause that's rarely used in Norway's justice system. The clause said that he could be held indefinitely if he was still considered a danger to society. Okay. Okay? So this killer of 77 people appeared before a judge in Oslo last month claiming that his solitary confinement since being imprisoned in 2012 amounts to inhumane treatment under the European Convention of Human Rights. I should put him in general population. Believe it or not, Breivik is being held. Listen to where he's being held. 
in a two-story complex with a kitchen, dining room, and a TV room with an Xbox and several armchairs. He also has a fitness room with weights, a treadmill, and a rowing machine. He also enjoys the company of three parakeets that fly around his uh, complex on a daily basis. Even so, his lawyer... Oystein Storvik says it is impossible for Breivik, who now goes by the name for Jotalf Hansen, <laughs> the guy fucking changes right. it, um, to have any meaningful relationships with anyone in the outside world. Well, when you kill 77 of them, that yeah, can right. happen. He adds that I don't want a meaningful relationship. He adds that preventing his client from sending letters is another breach of his human rights. A similar claim made by Breivik in 2016 was accepted, but the case was later rejected by the European Court of Human Rights that refused to hear the case. Breivik sought parole in 2022, but was judged to not have shown any signs of having been rehabilitated. Too busy. The European Court of Human Rights has now agreed to hear this latest case this week based upon the accusation that his rights are being violated. If the court agrees that his rights have been violated, it can rule against the state and order them to pay compensation or even release him. Mm-hmm. Norway. What the fuck? You, you've earned the first dumb country, dumb criminals yes, award for having me. the dumbest laws I've ever heard. Kill yeah. 77 people yeah. and live yeah. like a rock star on the state's dime co- and then co- file suit. couple battle. thoughts. One... What the fuck? Several armchairs, three parakeets, and a PlayStation. Xbox. Xbox. They, they should release his ass in general population and bloody and go and see how long he lasts after he killed all his kids and shit. And yeah. I imagine if, I mean, any of us, if it was our kids and they released them, we'd take them to murder by you. Yeah, it's shocking. He only got that amount of time. 21, 21 years, years as the maximum sentence for killing 77 for people. Definitely. I agree. Did they have the death penalty? Obviously not. No. What what could you do that's worse than killing 77 people? He got maximum sentence 21 years. That's crazy. They have people more years for that than for for burglary. Well, he gets banjos for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Some big Scandinavian banjos for these morons. Hey, we we love our Norway lifers, by the way. Set them free. Just don't let them come. I know y'all didn't make the laws. Well, yeah, Norway don't play usually. Right? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's Vikings right there. Yeah. Remember that female uh, police mm-hmm. officer that took down that guy that was shoplifting in Norway? We covered a story. Yeah, this I do remember that. Way back at the beginning, she was beautiful. Yeah. And beautiful people. Would that shoplifter get three days? Probably. They would probably. Yeah. They probably. <laughs> a couple of parakeets. Probably a fine. They probably gave him some extra days on his life. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, that is. Who knew? I figured Norway would be very strict yeah. on their stuff. But, know. You know what's the what's the uh, the country where the guy was getting caned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. Thailand or somewhere. No, was uh, it, wasn't it, it India? No, no, no. It was Bangkok. It was, it was somewhere it was Sweden or something. Or uh, uh, I think it was more in the southern. You know, somebody will tell us on there. Yeah, yeah. But that country is so strict. Right. I mean, he like did graffiti or something right, and ended right. up getting caned Cane, for it. Yeah. Jeez. That's right. Take your lick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe I'm Little American anymore. coming over <laughs> here yeah. spray painting. They're going to show you something. <laughs> That's it. All right. All right. Well, well, any final thoughts? Uh, let's see. Naturally, love and appreciate each and every one of you. Please continue to like and share. Y'all go check out. Oh. Well, I just thought of a thought. Yeah. Well, I was going to tell them probably what you were about to, which is check out the original from this week. Oh, yeah. With Karen Chala. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Really, really interesting interview. Yeah. Um, But I had it because I I know I watch her investigative stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And she takes on shit nobody takes on. But then I went back and started watching. Uh, y'all were talking about um, Karen Chala unfiltered, and now she has a podcast uh, which is being produced. Louis, by, yeah. or Louisiana Eddie, unfiltered. Louisiana unfiltered. But I forgot about all the good stories she does. And then I started watching some shit. It just blows your mind. Oh, yeah. And I also forgot that she's doing real news all day long, every day. It could be traffic jams mm-hmm. to, to whatever, her and her team. Mm-hmm. But, man, you, y'all listen to the – episode this Thursday on Allie Rice on the murder, which I, I think I need to cover and maybe collaborate with her on it. Um, still an unsolved murder. Uh, 
beautiful young student from LSU. Yeah. But anyway, Karen is fire, and we did do a Real Life Real Crime original drop last Saturday. Yeah. Go it's all it good, John. And go check out her Louisiana Unfiltered. Yep, definitely. Uh, and give them, you know, a review and a like and a follow and tell them Real Life Real Crime sent you. That's right. But check out her um, – Daily page on because Jim and Mike work so hard on that thing. On a lot of our stories, they have the um, you know the pictures of these bad. Yeah, guys we just posted the video yeah. of the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting but, um, hijacked out of bass, bro. And and one. shared and continue liking all that good podcaster shit. But we do love and appreciate y'all. Uh, I just want to say, uh, one year ago today, I lost my beloved Deuce, oh. 15 years old. Yeah. And at the time, I was not aware of Louisiana Pet, Pet Crematory. Crematory. And Boy, so I don't have the urn I wish I had with Deuce's ashes in it. I do have a different one that I got from an inferior place. But oh. if uh, you lose a loved one, a furry loved one, make sure you visit our friends up in Broussard yep. at Louisiana Pit. And, and hey, look, I they will you. take care of you. Yeah, they, yeah. they took care of your family. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, the great people underneath the giant American flag in Broussard. Yep. The real quick on it, y'all. Everybody continues to send me all these cases. They they want me to work on their families. Y'all send the information. I've said this many times, but because you know, I send it to all these different Facebook pages and stuff, the messengers, and sometimes I don't get to check those for days or weeks or whatever. I find them on accident. Send it to Woody at realliferealcrime.com. Send all your information. I can promise you I will read it. I can't promise you I'm going to work it. But I'm thinking about doing something new with the um, hashtag justice for where I tell the stories, a uh, separate podcast where I tell the stories of these families, right? Uh, that's what they want most of them. So, that's right. Put a little lot, light lot, on lot, And Ian, lot, a lot of you tell me, well, they were cremated. We didn't get an autopsy. Guess what? Parish Forensics is the only place in the state of Louisiana where you can get an independent autopsy done. And you do have that right. Yep. So there you go. I'm off my horse. All right. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Everton. I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Thanks.